That is the sound of Michael Jordan asserting his physical and mental dominance over the Los Angeles Lakers in the 1991 NBA Finals. Although it was only Game 2, and the Lakers held a one to nothing lead over the Chicago Bulls, this moment of Jordan switching hands and switching from a dunk to a layup at the last possible moment would become the iconic moment of the series. It made it clear to the Bulls, the Lakers, and the whole world that Jordan would not be stopped. Michael Jordan was on the cusp of driving the Chicago Bulls to their first championship, earning his first finals MVP and a dominant run as the premier basketball dynasty of the 1990s. And he was doing all this in a Porsche 911. Well, kind of. Welcome to the Immortal Souls Podcast, where we explore the history, stories, myths, legends, and hype that make shoes what they are today. We are Jared and Nick, two brothers with a passion for shoes. We are excited to have you along for the journey. No specific inspiration for the overall concept of the Air Jordan 6 has ever been cited by the shoe's legendary designer, Tinker Hatfield. But it does feature a heel tab that is reportedly inspired by the rear spoiler of sports cars, a Porsche 911 specifically. This would be the first of many references to automobiles in the Air Jordan line. The Air Jordan 6 released in 1991 at a retail price of $125. Hold up, hold up. Before moving on, let's take a super quick look at what else is going on in 1991. I'm Too Sexy, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Hook, Everything I Do, Motown Philly, Gas is $1.12 per gallon, Baywatch, Home Improvement, Rodney King, Flannel, The Jerry Springer Show, George H.W. Bush, Operation Desert Storm, Apartheid in South Africa, Freddie Mercury Dies, New York Giants Defeat the Buffalo Bills 20-19 in the Super Bowl, Minnesota Twins Defeat the Atlanta Braves 4 games to 3 in the World Series, The USSR is officially disbanded, the names Brandon, Justin, Jason, Amanda, Jessica, Stephanie, and Tiffany. 
The Air Jordan 6 was available in five colorways, including the two famous infrared accented versions in white and black, the carmine colorway in a bold red and white color block, and the somewhat lesser-known sport blue and maroon colorways. On the Air Jordan 6, Michael Jordan gave direct orders to have a clean toe with no seams from multiple pieces of materials being stitched together on the toe. So, Tinker Hatfield made sure that the Air Jordan 6 had a reinforcement around the toe and created a seamless, clean toe, making the 6 the first basketball model to sport this feature. Michael had problems putting on the past five models, so Tinker designed two holes on the top of the die-cut rubberized tongue and a matching loop on the heel of the shoe, calling it a spoiler. The Air Jordan 6 was the second model to have the frosty clear rubber outsole. When the Air Jordan 5 was released, a lot of people complained that their children were falling because the soles would collect dust that was on the court, making the sole slippery. The reason for all of these kids falling most certainly could not have been that parents and children alike were under the false impression that wearing Air Jordans made you more like Mike on the court than was actually the case. Whatever the reason for all of the slippage, on the Air Jordan 6, Tinker added a more solid rubber, so this problem would not happen anymore. Michael also wanted the heel tab positioned, so it did not hit his Achilles tendon, making the Jordan 6 the first shoe to have any sort of molded structure on the back. The last touch Tinker gave was incorporating the number 23 on the design of the shoe, hiding this feature in plain sight within the prominent leather overlays of the shoe. The Air Jordan 6, Tinker Hatfield's fourth Air Jordan model, was another of Hatfield's almost perfect balances of performance and appealing aesthetics, as the shoe proved to be popular on and off the court. It was constructed in nubuck, or full-grain leather, depending on the colorway, and was equipped with generously perforated paneling for breathability. One last little feature is the stretchy panel of material on the tongue with a snap closure, which works in conjunction with the lace lock to thoroughly secure the shoelaces. With all of the achievements Michael Jordan racked up while wearing the shoe, the question shouldn't be what he did in the Air Jordan 6, but what he didn't do. In the regular season, Michael again took home the league's scoring title, his fifth in a row, with 31.5 points per game, and an all-star berth, first-team spots on the all-NBA and all-defensive teams, and, above all, MVP honors. It was his second league MVP award. Together, the Bulls recorded an all-time club record of 61-21 to games and swept the Central Division by 11 games. Michael and the Bulls bulldozed over the New York Knicks in the opening round of the playoffs, defeating them 3-0. to the conference semifinals were no problem for the Bulls as well, as they defeated the Philadelphia 76ers in the series 4-1. Facing the Detroit Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals yet again was an easy task for Michael and the Bulls this time around, as they swept the Pistons in a 4-0 series. Things got even more serious in the postseason when MJ switched to the black and infrared colorway of the Six as he led the Bulls to the championship and grabbed the finals MVP award after outdueling Magic Johnson and the Lakers, putting their proverbial nail in the coffin of the Showtime-era Lakers. Jordan averaged 31.1 points, 6.4 rebounds, and 8.4 assists during his postseason quest. 
As the shoe Michael won his first of six championships in, the Air Jordan 6 is one of the most historically significant of all Air Jordan models in relation to Michael's storied career. Despite this important first, the Air Jordan 6 itself featured a few lasts within the Air Jordan line. Most notably, it was the last Air Jordan to have Nike branding on the exterior of the shoe, after Nike and Tinker made a conscious effort to market the Air Jordan line as a separate entity from the rest of Nike basketball. The 6 was also the last Air Jordan to have a prominent, visible air window. Again, something the Air Jordan series departed from, since it was a distinctly Nike design feature. Visible air would return later on the Air Jordan 16, but in a minimal way. Meanwhile, in the marketing department, the Air Jordan 6 was also the last model promoted by Spike Lee's Mars Blackman character in the commercial and print advertisement series that had started with the Air Jordan 3. Yo, it's the Michael Jordan Flight School. Learn how to increase your hang time. Learn how to dazzle defenses. Learn how to wear really great sneakers. Learn how to sign lots of autographs. Learn how to stick your tongue out during the game. Learn how to play golf during the offseason. Learn how to make the all-star team. Learn how to star in lots of commercials. For details, call us. Operating standard by now. Michael Jordan Flight School, not affiliated with the American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics, void or prohibited. Man, where do I sign up? I want to star in a lot of commercials. I want to increase my hang time. From the moment when the shoe debuted in February 1991, the Air Jordan 6 created a lot of buzz. People clamored for this shoe. But what made the Air Jordan 6 so remarkable and popular? Could it be that the 6 was worn during MJ's first NBA title? Or could it be that he won his first NBA Finals MVP? Maybe it is the material or the design of the Air Jordan 6. Whatever the case... The Air Jordan 6 is an icon among iconic Jordan models, and there has always been a healthy demand for these sneakers. Nike released the first retro edition in 2000 with the black infrared colorway and introduced new color schemes, including the Olympic and Midnight Navy models. One noticeable deviation from the original 6s on these retro versions was the change from the Nike Air heel branding in exchange for the Jumpman logo. Then, in 2002, Jordan 6s were given a slightly new form with a low-top release, which came in a black metallic colorway, university blue, and a women's colorway and sizing was made available with the low-top white and coral model. These three low-top versions sold for $105, so slightly less expensive than the original higher cut of the shoe. The low-top 6s have been spotted through the years on court around the NBA, Worn by Kobe Bryant, Gilbert Arenas, and Ron Artest, a.k.a. Meta World Peace, a.k.a. Meta Sandiford Artest, a.k.a. The Panda's Friend. With Air Jordan 6, the Jordan series crossed the gender divide and became a universally loved, gender-neutral craze. But it was not enough. Other Jordan 6 releases include... 2006 Black and Metallic Gold DMP or Defining Moments Package, 2008 Carmine and Olympic Retro Models, the 2009 Dornbecker Model, 2010 Black and University Red, White and University Red, Motorsports, Oreo, Piston, Lakers, White and Black Infrared Models, 2012 Olympic 
Gold Moments, and White Infrared Model. 2014, All Infrared, Carmine, Cigar, Champagne, Brazil, Spizike, Sport Blue, Varsity Red, Black Infrared Models. Over the last five years, there have been scores of other Jordan 6 releases, some of old retro colorways and many new colorways. The Maroons, White Infrared Low, Metallic Low, Ghost Green Low, Pinnacle Metallic Gold, Black Cat, Hyper Jade, Hyper Pink, Iridescent All-Stars, Maroon Alternates, the unreleased Macklemore Family and Friends Collection, which have been sold for upwards of $25,000 a pair and included nearly monochromatic colorways in clay, cactus, and salmon. The Gatorade colorways, complete with a green Gatorade water bottle lace lock in place of the usual lace lock with the Jumpman logo, a denim collaboration with Levi's, a Cactus Jack collaboration, with Travis Scott and many others. Suffice it to say, there is a market for Jordan 6s in all colors, cuts, and sizes. For whatever reason, the Jordan 6 hasn't seen many NBA players bring the sneaker back as a PE or player exclusive, despite the shoe's popularity. But some NBA players have rocked the 6s in general, in general release colorways, including Nate Robinson, DeMar DeRozan, JaVale McGee, Ray Allen, Vin Baker, and others. The Jordan 6 has also become a common sight in cleat form for NFL players like Earl Thomas, Michael Crabtree, Johnny Manziel, Andre Johnson, Charles Woodson, and Des Bryant. The 6s have also become a fixture among celebrities too, including Jerry Seinfeld on set of his eponymous show Seinfeld, Kanye West, 50 Cent, Justin Timberlake, and everyone's favorite Kardashian, Scott Disick. Not to mention Jonathan Taylor Thomas on Home Improvement. The Air Jordan 6 truly transcended basketball, became a cultural icon, and has become a fixture for many sneakerheads on the Mount Rushmore of Jordans and sneakers in general. As we start to wrap things up, it's time for a little game we like to call Rock, Stock, or Drop. If any of you haven't heard this before, I'm going to go over the ground rules real quick. This is super simple. So, Jared, I'm going to ask you, you're going to give us your three top Jordan 6 colorways in no particular order. And then after you give me those three top models, I'm going to ask you which of those would you rock or wear, which would you stock or keep stored away, and which would you drop or have to part ways with. So first, without even thinking about rock, stock, or drop, what would you say are your top three colorways of the Jordan 6? That's easy. Without hesitation, I can say the motorsports, the black and red, or sorry, the motorsports, the infrareds, and the Travis Scotts. Infrared, black, or white? Infrared, black, of course. Nice. Okay. So, motorsports, infrared, the blacks and the Travis Scotts. Yep. So, which one are you rocking, which are you stocking, and which are you dropping? Okay, rocking is absolutely the black infrareds. Um, you know, if you guys head over to our website, immortalsoulspodcast.com, and you look at, if you happen to stumble across our biographies, um, I explain in there that the black and Fred Jordans, these are the gateway shoe that got me into shoe collecting, that got me into loving shoes and sneakers and Air Jordans. These are the ones. And to this day, they are my arguably my all-time favorite sneaker of of any sneakers out there. So I would absolutely rock these. 
you know, they really hold a special place in my heart, at least when it comes to my sneaker collecting and just my love of shoes and sneakers in general. It really started with this particular shoe. So that's what I would rock. What I would stock, it would have to be the Travis Scott's. I think most hype beasts and sneaker collectors out there know that anything that Travis Scott slaps his name on when it comes to sneakers, they just have such a crazy resale value. So the way I look at the Travis Scott's, it's almost like currency. You know, it's uh, definitely a collectible. And because of that collectible nature, that's definitely the one that I would stock. You know, I would hold on to it, uh, similar to, to somebody holding on to like a piece of fine art or even holding on to like stocks or something like that. You know, kind of hold on to it and see how it uh, appreciates or depreciates over time. And which ones would I have to part ways with? Probably the motorsports. I love the clean black and white colorway. I think these came out, if I remember, February of 2010. I, I just, I think they look so clean. But uh, other than them looking cool, they don't really hold any particular special connection, I guess you can say, similar to like the black and infrareds do. So those are probably the ones that I would drop. Okay, Nick, I'm going to punt it back over to you. Okay. What are your three faves? And then rock, stock, and drop. Three faves. So that is also an easy one for me. First and foremost, I go with the maroon and off-white colorway. That It's one of the originals from 1991. Uh, the Carmine, which came out in 91 as well. I love that red and white with those black accents. And then my third, um, this is one that's a more recent release, came out in the winter of 2018 but the diffused blue sixes and that's actually a tough one because i'm torn between the diffused blue and the macklemore the cactus green sixes are incredible that's a that's a beautiful shoe right there but we'll just say diffused blue since they're more of a possibility to actually have as opposed to the $25,000 macklemore ones those are my three so i think to rock hmm it's tough because I truly love all of them. It's tough. <laughs> it, it's, I, it's like, you know, what what, chi- what child do I want to get rid of and send to the orphan? <laughs> it's so true. So I think for me to rock just because, well, let me start with stock. Because to stock, so the maroon sixes are by far and away my favorite sixes of all. And I actually have, thanks to you, Jared, I actually have a pair of those and I do rock them. The one thing that breaks my heart is they're such a clean shoe. And, you know, it's really easy over time if you wear them at all for them to get dingy. So truly, if I'm thinking practically, I would then say stock the maroons just to save on that clear sole and on those white leather panels to rock I would say the diffused blue, just because it's a beautiful blue that would go with anything, and it would also hide dirt a little bit better. And then to drop as much as it pains me, I think I'd have to drop the carmines. That's a tough decision though, like you said, it feels like I'm really giving up one of my children. But yeah, I think that would be, those would be my three. Yeah, so that's another, that's our Jordan 6 edition of Rock, Stock, or Drop. I think this Air Jordan series that we do, it's really interesting. I mean, before we started kind of digging into these topics and into these models, I had no idea that these shoes have so much history behind them, that there's so many like interesting backstories to them as far as the design choices that were made or, you know, like the input that Michael had as far as making the shoes. And to me, it's just so fascinating. 
parting words before signing off. Here's a quick thought from MJ himself. Some people want it to happen. Some wish it would happen and others make it happen. So from us here at the Immortal Souls podcast, get out there and have a fantastic day and make something happen, even something small, because you know what? Little things make big things happen. Just do it. Nike. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Immortal Souls podcast. For more information, show notes, pictures, or just to say hi, check us out at immortalsoulspodcast.com, Instagram, or Twitter. Original theme music by Scott Spriggs. Five-star reviews are always helpful and hugely appreciated. Until next time, keep walking the roads less traveled. Available at the home shop.